0: Hello and welcome to the Community Power Podcast, a weekly series brought to you by the Community Wealth Fund Campaign in partnership with Local Trust. My name's Chris Allen and in this series we're showcasing some incredible projects, focusing in particular on what happens when you give local people the money, the power and the assets to make a difference to their own communities. With me is series producer Beth Lazenby. Beth, this is an incredibly ambitious project this week.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, definitely. And we're actually going south for the first time to the southwest. Um, so you'll be going down to Lawrence Weston, which is a suburb of Bristol, and they're going to be talking all about um, some of their projects around climate action.
0: Indeed. Thanks, Beth. Uh, Mark Pepper is a local resident, but he's also the development manager for Ambition Lawrence Weston. First of all, I asked Mark to tell us a little bit about where he lives and works. We think the residents
1: of Lawrence Weston, it's a fantastic area. Um, Not everyone's got that uh, perception of the area because of poverty and deprivation that goes on. But Lawrence Weston basically is on the outskirts of Bristol in the north. um, We're a population of around about 7,200 people, sharing around about 3,200 homes. We've got quite good transport links, although the quality of housing is quite poor. Um, And like I say, we've historically um, been hindered with um, high levels of poverty and uh, deprivation. We've got Four LSOA areas in in the, the small area that is Lawrence Weston. Um, or we did have, um, until Big Local come along, right? Nice. Um, and now we've got three. Um, now that may just be a coincidence, but um, I've got a deep underlying suspicion that it's not coincidence, and that um, Big Local is is
0: doing some great work. Well, if things go the wrong way often with data, you get blamed for it. So if it's going the right way, then, you know, celebrate it, I would say. Take the credit.
1: Claim it. Yeah, definitely. Uh,
0: absolutely. absolutely. Now, you mentioned a big local coming along that obviously was uh, looking to put a million pounds into the community. And you're saying that's made quite a difference.
1: That's made a massive difference, to be honest. Um, I mean, regeneration programmes have been tried um, for Lawrence Weston in the past. And unfortunately, it failed to some degree, um, to a massive degree, really. Um, so things like SRB, neighborhood renewal, um, and more locally, uh, neighbourhood partnerships, where we've received a, a small amount of funding. But that funding was never put in the hands of the residents. That fund then was to deliver um, other organizations or stakeholders' agendas, if you will, and outcomes. But the beauty of big local, as you know, that power is handed directly into the hands of the residents. Um, so we've got a, a lot more freedom and flexibility on how we spend that money to solve our own problems. That, you know, we've been dealing with for many, many years. Mm -hmm. Um, And not just the problems, but also to take benefit of the opportunities that we've seen in the local area for a long, long time.
0: Now, yes, that was your starting point, really. But then you've used that to be ambitious and especially ambitious around the environment, around climate change and also, you know, establishing other organisations that have come on the back of Big Local to help sustain the work that you do.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Climate was a million miles away from our thought processes. Um, eight years ago, it was a million miles away from our thought process. Up to about a year, two years ago, and I think the reason for that was the fact that we we felt we had more pressing priorities um, as a local community. And you know, you know, we hear that the uh, ice caps are melting thousands of miles away, but we also know that the food in our freezers are melting just down the road because we can't. You know, we're suffering from fuel poverty, so we try to engage the, the, the ones more aware of climate change and. Is going to affect especially areas like ours, more uh, deprived areas, more vulnerable to the um,
0: climate changes, if, if you will.
1: We did struggle to try and um, get any engagement around climate. As soon as we mentioned climate, they sort of um, backed oh. off a little bit. What and, can
0: we do down here? Actually, yeah, exactly. We're, and that's we're more, we're more worried we about we do? the dog poo, actually. Hmm. To be honest, that's our environment.
1: Exactly. And the residents that are involved in ambition are and in the planning group and the other groups. We, we, we felt exactly the same until we stepped back and oh, thought, "Hang on a minute, what is it we want? What are our priorities?" And they're so interlinked. So what, what is it we wanted? We wanted good quality housing. We wanted affordable housing. We wanted uh, to get rid of fuel poverty. Um, we wanted fresh food. You know, we wanted a, a nice looking place, lots of plants, lots of wildlife. Until you, you know, take a breath and step back and then realise, well, hang on a minute, that's exactly what climate is. You can't get away from climate. Everything we're doing is got a, a climate, you know, take on it. So, for example, we've got a gardening group. So we've got lots of residents that want to go around and and beautify the area, make it look a lot more pretty. You know, that's going to affect the biodiversity of the area. Um, But they don't know that. So what we do is we engage with the residents around their own passions, their own priorities, and then say, right, we'll help you deliver that. You you know, you've got money. This money belongs to you. What tools do you need? What equipment do you need? What resources do you need? We can provide that. Then we get their engagement. We've got a, um, a captive audience. And then we can say, brilliant, that you're doing those priorities and those passions that, you know, you're so... Uh, hooked on but did you know by bringing in this plant that plant and the other plant not only are you beautifying the the areas that you're beautifying but you're also having a massive positive effect on the biodiversity so that's the stance we've taken now for like the past two years is still concentrating and delivering the residents own priorities changing that narrative a little bit so it's a little bit more close to home if you will you know we've got a neighborhood um, development plan which gives us a lot more power on how things are built. And it just so happens that we're primed for a lot of housing development, which we're really positive about. But we're positive about that as long as it's built in the right way. We've got other policies in there to ensure that every house in Lawrence Weston gets built from now on has got things like ground source heat pumps, it's got um, solar panels on the roof, it's got EV charging points. Um, the houses are as, uh, built to as uh, passive standard as possible. Um, again, that's not necessarily to do with climate. We're not trying to save the planet, that's to try and save some. Yeah, it it, all ties. going to say it all
0: ties together as you as you say and and it's there's an educational process going on here as well, isn't it? As perhaps for for local people uh, that what they do and how they impact perhaps on the local needs of the area, how they make it more beautiful, um, how they then perhaps save money in the home on on costs as well is all helping planets as well, and I imagine definitely. children, young people. Uh, it's it's a great project, this, isn't it, for getting them involved and their insights as well, moving forward
1: without a doubt. And to be honest, for the want of a better word, we use the young people and the children to then gain their parents' um, engagement <laughs> um, and to deliver that. It works well, doesn't it? It works yeah. well. <laughs>
0: yeah, definitely. Now you didn't just sort of you know plant a few bulbs here and flowers yeah. and make and beautify. I love that, that that word, the place. You did a bit more than that. To be fair, what else have you done?
1: Yeah, we've done a lot more to be honest, and again, it is more by accident by uh, direct sort of intentions. So, the reason why Ambition Arts Weston came about, community okay. energy group came along and they said, You've got some lovely fields there, we'd love to wax some solar panels. And we said, Yeah, that's fine, we'd love to do that, but what's in it for us? What's in it for the local residents you are going to take an asset? So, we, we um, did a deal with Bristol Energy Cooperative, whereupon we now receive 50% of the profits that they make. That triggered an ideal hang on, there's, there could be money in this renewable energy, Lark. Um, so on the basis of that, we've been working hard now for the past six years to deliver England's biggest um, wind turbine, um, which will be community-owned by the residents of Lawrence Weston. And again, like I say, Chris, that wasn't to save the planet. That was because we could see the economic opportunities there. At the same time, we realised and appreciated the, the climate benefits as well. Um, we're also planning to put a training centre in the bottom of that wind turbine, and deliver um, live data into schools to show them exactly um, how much energy their wind turbine is producing. Um, We'll have a little classroom at the bottom to schools and students and other educational um, organizations can run educational visits and trips
0: excellent congratulations on that and you you, you talked there about oh we didn't set out to do that and and that was you know a bit of a byproduct here but it sounds to me like there's this kind of organic process going on here of people communicating with each other and learning as you go along and and that's how you've achieved the growth and you've achieved well the amazing things that you're producing in Lawrence Western
1: oh definitely without a shadow of that Chris and again I can't emphasize how valuable the big locals funding has been because it's we've been able to buy in those consultants that experience and that knowledge that we didn't have before. The skill set in Lawrence Weston is quite low compared to other areas of Bristol. So a lot of the projects we're doing, we're building 38 affordable, energy-efficient homes. We're building a brand-new £2.5 million community centre for um, the social infrastructure. It's going to be highly energy-efficient. It's going to be a showcase for all the different renewable technologies that are out there. And we hope to deliver uh, a renewable energy and Modern Methods of Construction Skills Academy from that building. And again, we can't do any of that unless we have the resources to bring in those consultants, to bring in those skills, those architects that the Big Local is allowed us to do, basically.
0: What are the key elements, do you think, in terms of now going beyond Big Local, beyond March 2026, that'll help, you know, to keep the levelling up going on, which you're actually achieving at a a local community level?
1: To be honest, Chris, when we first sat out, we realised that, you know, the times of charities and grants being given out are decreasing. Um, and that we really need to, to think seriously about generating our own economic sustainability. So every project that the residents wanted to see us deliver or demanded for us to deliver, we've always looked at that project, right, we'll deliver it first, and then we'll look at it and see how possibly, if at all, that project or, or you know, that outcome can lend itself to generating economic sustainability. Our journey was a, a journey of consultation, really, finding out what it was the residents felt about the area, what they wanted to see um, improved, what was not so good, what was already good. So we did a massive door-knocking operation where we door-knocked every resident, give them a massive survey to fill out. Like, we get a lot of visits from people saying, can this be replicated in other areas? And it most definitely can, in my opinion. As long as you put the power into the hand and those resources, you'll be surprised how motivated and how engaged they become and how empowered they feel and the confidence it gives us as well to go out and do that. I think some tips for other areas is... Don't do what we did in the beginning. All we did was lambast everyone um, and get quite confrontational with, you know, stakeholders and decision makers. We've now learned that by delivering what they want, as well as what we want, you get a better outcome. Always consider compromise. Um, I mean, when we first started, we wanted that and that that was the end of it. But listening, communicating with those stakeholders and decision makers um, has put us in good stead, I think.
0: Let's talk numbers then, um, you know, £100,000 a year, roughly big local, as, mm-hmm. as realised. As you move forward, what's the kind of income you're able to now use as, as a, essentially a social enterprise? You're still doing social good, but you've got the enterprise element, which is bringing money in. What, are you able to sustain the same level beyond big local or is it going to grow or you don't know yet? Our
1: wind turbine is our, you know, golden goose, if you will, and we can expect anything from one hundred and fifty to £300,000 a year income from that. Um, so that will last for 25 years Um, so that's that's quite big in itself but then I think you need to look at the other investment that we bought in the area so we bought a supermarket in the area when they said it couldn't be done that was that was millions of pounds worth of investment some of the changes we've made with the housing we've been very pro development for housing providing the housing suits our need providing the residents benefit from it so there's around about another 20 million pounds worth of housing that'd be coming into the area we've changed the bus service. We've put pressure on the bus service to deliver a public transport um, service that that they never did to the places of employment. So we can now access more jobs and more opportunities. If there's any opportunities to create economic sustainability, big organisations and big private business come in with the capital to take advantage of those straight away. um, Whereas we can. So we're, you know, the the low hanging fruit is always gobbled up by private industry um, and those with the capital. Um, So that leaves us. A little bit, uh, you know, a disadvantage. Where we have got the advantage is in our power as local residents with our voice.
0: A key outcome of big local and you described lawrence western you know very well earlier in terms of the way the the community was the way it was seen do people see the community now differently you know after this nearly 10 years of developing or they're just sort of saying oh look at that big thing over there you know (laughs) is it is it seen as an asset to the community Do the people sort of say hey this is this is this is good we like living here more than we used to
1: well, Bristol, as a local authority, do um, a quality of life every couple of years. And we've seen, you know, the quality of life, or the people's perception of their quality of life in Lawrence Weston um, increase, which is a good thing. Um, I think, you know, we, we, we don't have direct contact as such with every resident. So it's difficult to sort of gauge whether or not they feel that the area is definitely increasing, uh, improving. All I can say is that... Um, The local groups and um, social infrastructure is increasing. People are getting more involved. There's more volunteering going on. Lawrence Weston was always a place you were sent to when it came to housing and not choose to live. Um, And just gauging by the amount of um, private built developments, open market housing is being built and gobbled up and really taken up quickly. Aside from the crisis of housing, I think that's, that's quite a good statement that. Not only do residents feel that the air is improving, but outsiders feel the same as well. There's little old me who's lived in Lawrence West all my life being invited to COP26, which was quite an experience. Um, So that was the residents being invited. We've had our name mentioned in the House of Commons just a a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, from somewhere that nobody knew anything of to something that is leading the way. There's a lot of residents who feel extremely proud of Lawrence Weston now.
0: That's Mark Pepper from Lawrence Weston, big local, fascinating project. And it's going to keep money coming in in the future. Where can people find out more information, Beth?
1: So in the show notes, we're going to be linking to their website and also So some of their actual um, climate action plans so that people can have a look at
0: those for themselves. Thanks, Beth. And there will be another Community Power podcast next week. The series is brought to you by the Community Wealth Fund campaign in partnership with Local Trust, focusing on what happens when you give local people the money, the power and the assets to make a difference to their own neighbourhoods.